This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. The Nuvido, and welcome to the Bella Vita Show. I'm Dawn Catherine, your hostess with the mostess, and I hope that you have poured yourself a glass of wine and are ready for another great show tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite things in the world, and as you all know, that's talking about traveling to Italy because it is a beautiful time of the year to go and visit, and uh, we're going to talk about all of the different festivals that are going on in the month of August that you can participate in and uh, some really cool news that is coming out of Italy this month. So we're going to be getting to that uh, for the show. For those of you who are listening to me live, thanks for joining me. If you are listening to me on a podcast, thanks for downloading the show. If you didn't know that you could do it, you actually can. You can go to iTunes, put in my name, Don Catherine, or put in the name of the show, La Bella Vita. Scroll on down to podcast, subscribe for free, and you will get all of the shows. Uh, if you have a mobile device that happens to be of the Apple persuasion, you can go on over there to the podcast icon and you can download them from there as well. So go ahead and do that. I would love for you to uh, give me some feedback on the show and uh, let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about or whatever. Uh, so what is going on in the world? Lots of stuff going on in the world. We've been off for a couple of weeks. Lots going on, but uh, today is a happy day because it is two of my favorite people in the world. Uh, it's their birthdays. Now, actually today yesterday <laughs> actually happened to be my daddy's 75th birthday so i just wanted to say happy birthday daddy uh 75 years can't believe it uh, i hope you had a great day of course when i called you to wish you a happy birthday it was probably the best part of your day come on because i am the favorite child just just know that I only have one sister, but I claim to be the favorite, and I think that I am. Anyway, but today, birthday, uh, we have two great people that are sharing the birthday love today. And the first one, we go to Tony Bennett. Uh, we all love Tony Bennett. He turned 90 years old today, and um, it's a really special celebration because tonight, the Empire State Building in New York City will actually be lit up in Tony Bennett's honor. So if you happen to be in New York City, make sure you go and check out the Empire State Building. If you don't happen to be in New York, you could probably check out any of the Skycam sites that show New York City and show the Empire State Building. I'm sure you'll be able to see it. So happy birthday, Tony Bennett, 90 years. He's been singing to us and uh, I just love him. And he's a good Italian boy, you know, Italians, they age like fine wine. I'm telling you, they're, they just drink lots of wine and they just 
keep on going. So happy birthday, Tony Bennett. And of course, my second favorite person in the world uh, has to go to the greatest of all time, Tom Brady of the New England Patriots. It is his birthday today. He is turning 39 years old, the greatest of all time, best quarterback ever in the NFL. No matter what Siri says when you ask her, it is not Joe Montana. Me and Siri are going to get into it one of these days because I end up yelling at her every time she gives me that answer. And then she yells back at me saying that I'm not being nice to her. I'm just saying. Uh, so happy birthday, Tom Brady. And uh, I just want to say that despite the fact that you are going to have to serve your suspension for the first four games, I have all the faith in the world that my boy Jimmy Garoppolo is going to kick ass and uh, we're going to at least go 2-2. I'm hoping for like four games win because that would be just such a great to you, Roger Goodell. I'm talking to you. i got my eyes on you. Uh, and uh, I am just really hoping that uh, we start out strong and then once Tom Brady comes back, I feel bad for Cleveland when we come back week five because he's going to be on fire and he is just going to decimate you <laughs> and it's going to be glorious and it's going to be delicious and I cannot wait. So happy birthday, Tom Brady. I'm so excited for you. Uh, and I feel bad because him and Giselle and are together. She's off doing something. He's at camp, but he was, uh, he was practicing today. So very excited about that. Um, and of course, Tomorrow is another important birthday for somebody else that I happen to admire and love, and that would be the POTUS. President of the United States, Barack Obama, turns 55 tomorrow. Happy birthday, POTUS. I hope you have a great day. Uh, we'll be talking about the POTUS in a little bit, but uh, just want to give him a shout out. It is his last birthday as the president, so happy birthday, Barack. So I got some sad news for those Game of Thrones fans like myself that uh, word came out this week that season 8 will be the last Game of Thrones season and every Game of Thrones person has gone into a deep depression and uh, I think I ate a pint of Haagen-Dazs after I heard that news. It's very sad. <laughs> it's really really sad but you know we have to wait a long time for season 7 because we're not gonna. it's not going to be released into the summer so that's good uh, and so then we have a no, so, you know, we got like two more years of this, so it's, it's, it's going to be okay, but it's still heartbreaking. Nonetheless, I really do hope that maybe we'll end up with a prequel or maybe a sequel, uh, series at some point. It would be brilliant if they did that. I really wish they would do that. So. There you go. And, of course, as you know, I love my reality shows. And uh, the last couple of nights have been so much fun. Of course, if you are a fan of The Bachelorette, you know that JoJo picked Jordan Rogers, the hottie that he is. Uh, I was very happy with her pick. I really liked him over Robbie, the other guy that she had to choose from. And as far as picking The Bachelor for next series, I am all about Chase or Luke. I don't want Robbie to be The Bachelor. I think Chase or Luke would be much better decisions, so I hope they pick them. And, of course, last night was the beginning of Bachelor in Paradise, which is a total shit show. It is the funniest crap you have ever seen on TV, ever. It's just Dysfunction Junction on Adderall. It's just level 10 craziness. Just, I you can't even 
begin to describe the dysfunction. I mean, in the first night, uh, somebody gets thrown, well, basically within 24 hours, someone gets thrown off the show. Uh, it's just craziness. I, I don't even know what to tell you. But it's like so good, you can't like not look. And it's going to be on two nights a week. It's going to be on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays or Mondays, Mondays and Tuesday, actually. So it's going to be glorious kind of summer viewing debauchery. That's the best way to describe it. Um, apparently last night, if you were watching Americans Got Talent, you know the shows are in their lives uh, right now. And uh, the um, they had a act that actually, you know, they do the shooting fire with the bows and arrows or whatnot. And apparently the girl missed and actually shot the guy, her partner, in the throat, which was supposedly a technical area. But that happened live on uh, TV, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> I missed it, thankfully. I'm so glad because that's one of my biggest fears when I watch some of these people that are on America's Got Talent and they are doing like these crazy risky things like climbing like all of these like ladders that are like look like they could tip over at any minute and like they're doing like handstands on top of them and I'm just like waiting for them to like fall down from like 60 feet and like to their come crashing down to their death and uh, so it's kind of crazy that that actually did happen. And it took a while, you know, I'm surprised that it has not happened before because there's been some crazy acts that have gone through America's Got Talent. Uh, and if you are like me, I am super excited that the Olympics are finally here uh, for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> a, because I love the Olympics and I love the Summer Olympics. Uh, and B, I just think that maybe the Olympics will be a great distraction from the dysfunction going on in this country with the election right now. And I just think it would be a really great time for all of the countries to come together and uh, be a clear, you know, one unit unified to show that we can all get along. So that's why I love, it's what I love about the Olympics. It's like one time you feel like we're actually a global family and that we're global brothers and sisters and we're united in peace and unity during the games. And uh, I wish that that feeling could continue uh, when we're not during the time of the Olympics. But um, they have lots going on in the Olympics. So I'm going to give you some stats that I found out today about the Olympics. Uh, there's 10,500 athletes that are headed to the Olympics that are already there or on their way. Uh, there'll be uh, 4,924 medals given out. There'll be over 6,000 hours of coverage on NBC. Uh, $11.5 billion was spent to produce the Olympics. $7.1 million of that was for infrastructure. There's 37 different venues. And about 500,000 travelers are going to make their way to Brazil in the coming days. Uh, and there's 7.5 million tickets that are on sale or are available for all of these various events. Security is going to be tighter than any other Olympics. Double the amount of security that they had in London. 85,000 security personnel will be on site at the Olympics this year, which I think is fantastic. $5.4 billion will be uh, lost in productivity from employees watching the Olympics while they're working at work. So I think that's really funny. Uh, and I guess that stems from the fact that it's, you know, worldwide. And so that's a lot of money, though, to lose from just 
people watching the Olympics, and about 3.6 billion, and that's billion with a B, are expected to tune in worldwide to watch the Olympics. So I thought that was really, really crazy to think that that many people would be watching. So I can understand why all of these people, especially in events that get really uh, popular, will be a little bit on the scary side. When we come back, I'm going to give you my Incantados, and then we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about Italy. I'll see you on the other side of the break. It's Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. We'll see you on the other side. Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Besame, besame mucho. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. It's simple. It is calories in versus calories out. If you want to lose weight, you need to take in less calories than you're burning through exercise. Being aware of how many calories you are consuming is vital. Not all foods are prepared equally. Eat This, Not That reports that a Chinese chicken salad from California Pizza Kitchen has 617 calories, while Applebee's Oriental Grilled Chicken Salad has 1,290 calories. That's over a 700-calorie difference in very similar salads. On the Border Guacamole with Chips has 660 calories, while Chili's Hot Spinach and Artichoke Dip has over 1,600 calories. Who would have thought that you can save over 1,100 calories by choosing the chips and guacamole? Be aware of the calories, make good choices, and enjoy your eating. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy, and came to Venice, and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke, and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita. All with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. It's Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita show. And I'm going to tell you what my Incatantos, what has me spellbound this week. So, of course, if you have been watching the news, you know that we had a state dinner at the White House last night. Uh, the Prime Minister of Singapore was in town with his lovely wife and 
the uh, White House, had a lovely dinner for them. And so I have to tell you that my style icon for this week is Michelle Obama, who looked drop-dead gorgeous in a white constructed gown that was designed and created by Brandon Maxwell, who has designed for Gaga as well. Uh, it was a beautifully sculptured uh, white dress, kind of sweetheart neckline, and then just down and it had a gorgeous train that um, when she was walking away I thought that there was a train but it wasn't until I saw a picture of her going down one of the staircases at the White House going to the state to the to the state dinner that I realized how long the train was it was magnificent and I, I saw a page today that showed all of the different fashion choices that the Flotus has made in some of her past state dinners and I have to tell you her style is just impeccable. It's not the first time she has been our fashion icon here at the La Bella Vida show um, and it certainly won't be the last I'm sure but she just simply looked stunning so can Thank you for representing us so well. Uh, and I'm going to give you my wine pick this week, which is a 2008 Campo della Maestra Sangrentino di Montefalco. It is expressive notes of plum compote, blackberry pate de fruits, dried herb, and black olive are focused and well-knit in this chewy medium-bodied red layered with a muscular tannins. A hint of tar and dried rose show on the finish. Uh, it's the region of Umbria that sits landlocked in the center of Italy with Tuscany to the northwest and the Marquise to the east and Rome to the southwest where this vineyard and winery was founded in 2002 on a hilltop near Gualdo Catano. Uh, the area historically devoted to the cultivation of the Sangrentino grape which is grown nowhere else in the world. The winery is surrounded by 15 medieval castles, which form a crown around the property of roughly uh, about 22 hectares, and about 180,000 bottles are produced annually. So check out this great wine, Campo della Mistra, Sangrentino di Montefalco. You can go to thewinelibrary.com to check it out. So there you have it. There is the wine pick. And of course, you know I have buffoons of the week every once in a while because someone makes me angry. And this week is no different. Uh, I try not to get too political on my show, but sometimes I just can't help it. Uh, I sometimes believe that I really should just start a a, a show about politics so that I can rant and rave as much as I possibly wanted to, but that I think maybe a little bit on the dangerous side because when I speak my mind about what I believe in, I get very passionate about it. But one of the things that I do have to say is that one of the candidates for the President of the United States on the GOP uh, really disrespected a Gold Star family this past week. And it really upsets me. And as somebody who has family that has served in the services, uh, my grandfather, my uncles who served in Vietnam, my grandfather who served in World War II, I really think that it is atrocious that somebody who never went to war could be so disrespectful. And I don't think that somebody who can disrespect our service people, especially our gold family, uh, Gold Star families who have sacrificed the ultimate a life should be disrespected in any way. And if this is how he chooses to treat them now, if we have any war in the future or continuation of any troops that may uh, tragically be taken from us during time of war, 
while he is president, I would hate to think of what his actions would be towards the families then because past behavior is always something that you uh, seem to repeat. So I just want to say I really wish he would apologize, although he has doubled down on his remarks. But um, I really, truly think that the Khan family deserves an apology, as well as every other Gold Star family who has made the ultimate sacrifice for our country and our freedoms and for the freedoms that he has to actually stand up there and spew whatever it is that he wants to. So. Uh, I just wanted to say that, so I, I hope he gets it together, and I hope that he apologizes. And I just want to say, personally, I would like to send my ultimate gratitude to the Khan family for the sacrifice that they've made of their only son to be lost, for my freedom to be here, to be able to do this and share my thoughts with you. And um, I, I just send them profound gratitude. All right, so... We're going to move forward, and I'm going to tell you about uh, some of the wonderful things that are going to be going on uh, in Italy during the next coming month or so, because August is a wonderful month to go um, to go visit Italy. Uh, first of all, one of the things I wanted to say, and I meant to say it earlier, is that Luciana Pavarotti, one of my favorite opera singers' family, uh, has urged Donald Trump, by the way, since we were just talking about him, not to use the late uh, tenor's music for his campaign. Uh, apparently, uh, he used the song Nessum Dorma, and uh, I guess apparently his family has sent out a cease and desist letter or just basically a letter requesting that his that uh, Pavarotti would never agree with any of Trump's uh, positions politically and to please stop using them. So I thought that was great that uh, they did that. Uh, for those of you that are going to be traveling to Pompeii, as you know, there's been lots of reconstruction and uh, renovations going on in Pompeii. Uh, excavations have finally finished. We've talked about that before. But there's actually a uh, new area. The museum curators have restored the furnishings of a kitchen located in a public laundry and ancient Pompeii in a bid to show what it looked like before Vesuvius erupted in 79 AD. So you can go and check that out, I think it will be really nice. The so-called Volonica Stephanus was first excavated in 1912, and the kitchen furnishings were identified from an inventory in the original dig, dig which documented everything that was found there. So uh, it has great masonry vats with running water for rinsing, stone basins for dyeing, washing, removing stains, and a press to make dried fabrics shine. Who knew that they knew how to make fabric shine back in the day so that's pretty cool so if you're going to be going to Pompeii anytime soon you're going to be really lucky because you're going to be able to go and see that new room that they got going there I have and uh, in Florence a life-size copy of Michelangelo's David in Carrara marble painted in black and lying down was unveiled several weeks ago uh, in Florence's central Piazza del Repubblica to symbolize the suf suffering caused by terror and violence worldwide Florence Mayor Dario Nardella and a representative of the local French community, Gael Barra, attended the unveiling of the statue called Noir, which is us in Italian, in the aftermath of the Bastille Day terror attack in East that killed at least 84 people. Uh, 
Noah was displayed until this past July 21st to coincide with Michelangelo Week concerts and exhibition dedicated to the artist. Uh, if you would love to see this, uh, I'm sure that you could probably Google it, but it is really a um, hauntingly beautiful sight to see a life-size statue of David in black. Very, very poignant. Uh, so as you know, we've talked about this many times as well. The Colosseum has been gun been undergoing some major transformation, uh, and the restoration has been a, a long time coming. Uh, it's a multi-million multi euro cleaning to remove the dree undignified patina of soot and grime from the ancient arena, which has been assailed for decades by pollution traffic clogged Rome. Uh, footing the bill is shoe and luxury good maker Todd's. In an act of modern day cultural patronage, the company founder Diego Del Valle responded to a government call to the private sector to help Italy's chronically anemic coffers to care for its immense art and archaeological treasures. Uh, so, buoyed by the brighter look of the Colosseum's restoration, which is officially unveiled on Friday, last Friday, Italy's cultural minister, Dario Franceschini, announced that 18 million euros have been found to replace, by the end of 2018, the area's long-vanished floor with one that could support modern-day entertainment, although monument-rocking concerts have been ruled out, but how cool would it be to be able to go to some sort of event at the Coliseum itself? So um, it would be used, they said, uh, for uh, events of the highest cultural caliber. So check that out when you're going to uh, the Coliseum. Actually, I had a friend that was just there the other day, so I was really excited for them. It was their first time there. Um, and also... The Doge's Palace in Genoa is offering an exhibition package allowing visitors to access five shows over the summer for 15 euros from July 21st, which has already passed, to September 11th. It will be possible to see further four shows alongside the Alphonse Muchum exhibition, which is due to end on September 18th, an exhibition on Italian neo-Marxist theorist Antonio Grimacy's writings from prison is due to open in the Minor Council Hall on July 29th, uh, and a Retrospective look on Italian photography flashback will get underway in another section of the palace with works by Oliverio Toscani, Maria Giacominelli, and Nino Migliori. Also included in the ticket is the exhibition, The Last One Turns Off the Light, which brings together several works in wooden environmental installations by the artist Maurizio Nazaretto that opened on July 21st. And, of course, a visit to the Grimaldina Tower with its panoramic views and historical prison is also included. So, coming up, I am going to be telling you all about what you're going to be able to see if you're visiting in Italy coming up. We have music festivals, we have cultural festivals, and is it even a really good time to go to Italy? Because, as you know, all the Italians go on vacation in August. They have the life. They usually take almost three weeks off. So we'll tell you that on the other side of the break. It's Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita show. We will see you on the other side. Is live la bella vita. 
Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. get a kick out of the warning labels companies attach to prevent lawsuits from the hooky crookie of this world. A warning label on a dishwasher cautioned not to put any person in the unit. Speaking of dishwashers, one product warning on a television remote control read, not dishwasher safe. That's too bad because we know how dirty the remote control gets. In fact, we press the buttons even harder when we know the battery is dead. What are we, part of the radiculati? A warning on a baby stroller read, remove child before folding. Here's one for the blunderbusses and poppin' jays among us. A label on a letter opener read, safety goggles recommended. Call me snarky, but any society that needs this many disclaimers has too many lawyers, pedophagers, and snollygosters. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. According to Fitness Magazine, the majority of us are getting enough protein. Most nutritionists agree that active women need about half a gram per pound a day, or approximately 65 grams for a 130-pound woman. The USDA reports that most of us, even vegetarians, are eating 69 grams of protein daily, so we are good. If you are as active as recommended and exercise for more than an hour, five or more days a week, you should increase your protein intake to 0.75 grams per pound. Eating protein within 30 to 45 minutes after you work out rebuilds and repairs the micro tears in muscle tissue that occurs when you exercise. Taking in protein right after you work out will make you feel less sore the next day and increases your lean muscle mass. I'm Annette Hammond. Come bella gella luna, brilla strette, strette come butto, belle faste già. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Show and we are talking all things Italy today. Uh, and I just wanted to uh, remind you uh, you know, we're going to be talking about different places that you can be visiting if you choose to go to Italy in the month of August. And we were just talking before we went to break about the lovely Colosseum that everybody goes to see when they go and visit Rome. And the one thing that I failed to mention is that if you have gone to the Colosseum before and you if you have, you have been aggressively pursued by some of the centurions uh, and uh, that kind of harass you uh, when they are trying to take pictures with you. And then they say, oh, you want to take a picture? And you're like, yes. And they're like, give me a donation. And like they, you know, shake you down for money. Well, Rome's new mayor is actually putting an end to all of that. Um, and she has signed an order that they will be prohibited from certain areas uh, in the city. So I think that's great. So you're not going to be able to get shaked down anymore. Uh, apparently, last year there was a crew, a TV crew, that was shaken down by the 
some of the centurions and it didn't go over very well they tried to make them pay i believe it was 100 euros for a picture and uh, i guess the centurions that were there who are fake ones by the way <laughs> uh they uh had a lot of choice words to say to those people and so that was the end of kibosh so if you're going there hopefully you will not get harassed anymore and uh good news too if you are traveling to italy that uh the uh, Italian Industry and Culture Ministry has signed on an agreement to set up high-speed broadband Wi-Fi network in the tourist and cultural sites. The network will have a unique access system based on public digitally, digital identity system. A series of experimental models will be set up this coming January uh, and in all of the 51 UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Italy and 18 cities of culture in airports, ports, and motorways. This is exciting news for any of us who have problems when you're traveling, uh, grabbing onto some Wi-Fi where you're in Italy. So I think this is going to be fantastic for all of us who are traveling there to have uh, instant access to Wi-Fi, especially uh, if you are going to museums and you want to be able to uh, look up some of the works that you might be seeing if you don't uh, or unable to take a tour or have a tour guide, you'll be able to use their Wi-Fi to kind of give yourself a self-guided tour. I think it's always great to have the internet when you're in a museum in that capacity. So I think that's really good. So good on them for finally getting uh, the Wi-Fi up there. Now, August is a month when Italians take their holidays, as I told you. Temperatures rise considerably in most of the country, even more so in the cities due to the level of pollution. Uh, but because of this, most locals take their vacations in August and head either to the seaside or to the cool of the mountain towns. This makes Italy uh, in August the period of the year when these holiday locations are at their most crowded. If it's the Italian sea or mountains you dream of, it might be better to choose a different month to visit. However, if you're not after a cultural vacation and you like to delve into the beauty of Italian city of art, Rome, Florence, Naples, August may just be the perfect moment to do it, as cities tend to get pretty empty. In August, prices in urban locations might be slightly lower in comparison to May, June, and July, which should not be forgotten. Things are very different, however, for the seaside and mountain locations, which on the other hand reach the peak of the prices for the year. Peak travel time is between August the 7th and 20th, during which Ferragosto, uh, which is on the 15th of the month, falls, which we'll be talking about that coming up. A great advantage of being in Italy during the summer, however, is the great amount of activities that go on at night. Nighttime outdoor entertainment is offered pretty much everywhere, from cities to villages, and it's often for free. From music to dance and theater, you'll find something interesting to fill your evenings with fun. If you plan to fly to Italy in August, Remember to get your airline ticket well in advance as prices tend to be at the highest during this time of year. The same can be said as mentioned about accommodations in seaside and again in mountain locations. So book in advance if you want to get the best deals. Uh, people are usually uh, traveling to Italy and uh, the truth is there may be good advice if you're looking for a sun, sand, and sea, sand and sea vacation. Uh, this is particularly true um, after the 15th, so check it out. Uh, it's going to be hot when you're there, that's for sure, so make sure that you are well-dressed. Uh, in August, uh, the beaches are very full. Avoid some of these if you want. Uh, there's going to be lots of festivals, like I said, going on in August. Uh, and here are just a few of 
the holidays that are going to be going on. The Music Fest in Perugia is a big classical musical festival featuring young musicians. Concerts are held in August. Umbria in several of Perugia's historical monuments and churches. And uh, you can go to Music Fest Perugia to find out some of the different concerts that will be taking place. Sound Labs Festival, uh, which takes place in early August, is a small handmade independent musical festival with major international independent music acts from around the UK, US, and Italy. It's held in Rosetta delle Abruzzi, which is about two hours from Rome, in the Abruzzo region of central Italy. The Abruzzo is a very scenic region that sees fewer tourists than some of Italy's other regions. Rosetti, uh, Rosetto delle Abruzzi is near Pescara Airport. Uh, so check out uh, the Abruzzo region and see what other lovely offerings that they have there. It is a beautiful area of the city. The city of Pescara usually holds an international jazz fest also in July. Uh, they also have the Incontri in Terra di Siana. Cultural Encounters in Southern Tuscany hosts a series of four concerts uh, at the beautiful La Foche Estate where you can also rent apartments. Uh, in Siena, so check that out. The Tuscia Opera Festival is held in Viterbo in the Lazio region north of Rome. It's a great chance to experience opera in a historic outdoor venue without paying a huge price. The Interharmony International Music Festival is held in the medieval town of Arcadoso, Tuscany, for four weeks. The festival features chamber music, solo performances, voice, and two symphony orchestra concerts. Each session has around 150 classical musicians that come from around the world, so check that out. The Puccini Festival is held at the Open Air Theater in Torre del Lago Puccini, five miles from the Rio Reggio, and 25 kilometers from both Pisa and Lucca. Performances in August include several operas. Other concerts and dance performances are sometimes held at the theater, too. Puccini Festival tickets can be bought from, uh, you know, on their website, so check that out. And who doesn't love Puccini? Uh, lake Como Festival. Music on Lake Como has summer performances around the lake starting in late July. The festival features international performing artists and composers each year in beautiful locations around Lake Como, which is beautiful, with great vistas and convenient to hotels. The Verona Opera is one of the most popular summer opera series. Operas are performed open air in the stunning Roman amphitheater of Verona, which is a city between Milan and Tuscany. One of my favorite places that I've ever been. The Estate Romana is a festival of music and performing arts with events throughout Rome during the summer. You can look for information in the tourist office or on posters in Rome or check the website for updates. Lake Tresemino in Perugia in Gubbio also has classical musical performances on the shore, so you can go and check them out. And of course, the Umbria Jazz Festival in Perugia is one of the larger musical festivals that are uh, draws performances from around the world, so you can go and check them out. So, if you are going to be uh, traveling to Italy in August, obviously it's a great time for culture and a great time for festivals. Uh, again, if you are out and about, look for brightly colored posters that say Festa or Sagra. Many Italians take vacations, like I said. Uh, so, you're more 
likely to find festivals there, and you may run across a medieval festival that includes people dressed in medieval costumes, which I adore. Throughout Italy, many summer festivals, uh, as far as music, like I mentioned before, uh, are abound everywhere. So some of the ones that I just mentioned is just a small taste of what is available throughout all of Italy. August 15th, though, is the Ferragosta Assumption Day. It's a national holiday in Italy, so many businesses and shops will be closed. So keep that in mind when you are traveling there. If you're going to be there during that time, check out on some of the museums because many of them may be closed. Um, but you will find many celebrations in many places throughout Italy on this day and the days before and after, including music, food, and fireworks. In some of the big cities like Rome and Milan, however, the city will empty out as Italians, like I said, leave the city to go to the mountains and the beaches. Uh, but during August, the Palio uh, is held in the Veneto region, which holds a medieval festival for the first week in, in August with a parade and archery competition. So it's coming up this very weekend. La Quintana in Ascoli Piccino is in central Italy's La Maque region, holds a historic jousting tournament the first Sunday in August. So check that out. That's always fun. The tournament, one of the best medieval festivals in the Marque, is preceded by a huge parade with people dressed in 15th century costume, and that is just so my style. I would love to go. Festa della Madonna del Nave uh, is on August 5th, so it's coming up in just two days, which celebrates a miraculous summer snowfall in the 4th century that prompted the building of the Santa Maria Maggiore Church, one of Rome's main churches. And uh, this festival celebrates is celebrated in other places in Italy, too. The Palio di Golfo, a rowing race between the 13 maritime villages that border the Bay of La Spiazza, is held the first Sunday in August in the water off the promenade on La Spiazza. And the Giastra di Simone in the Tuscan town of Montisi is held the Sunday afternoon closest to August 5th. First, there's a costume parade followed by a tournament of knights representing the four contrade, our neighborhoods of the town. So check that out. And of course, there is the Palio of the Coupe in the Capio di Sul Tavo near Pescara. It's a night parade of huge effigies that eventually explode with fireworks. I have seen YouTube video of this, and it's quite extraordinary, so check that out. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to tell you a little bit more about some different uh, events and, and uh, festivals that you can see. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what goes on during the Italian state holiday of the Ferragosta. Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. was such good medicine, ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. 
In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves, and 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cacinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cacinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. The Center for Affordable Prosthetics is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing low-cost 3D printed limbs to individuals in need. These guys are doing the world some good. Imagine the joy they bring to young and old amputees who cannot afford the thousands of dollars needed to acquire a prosthetic limb. These fine folks can do it with today's technology for a few hundred bucks. And they do it in style with Star Wars, Marvel, and more themed limbs. It's the coolest thing ever and hopefully will bring many smiles to many faces who before might not have had much hope of having a hand or arm or leg or foot again. Find the Center for Affordable Prosthetics on Facebook today and give them a like and a donation to their cause. Let's rally behind these hope bringers and tip the scale towards a brighter day. love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show, all with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. It's Don Catherine's Live Bella Vita show. We are talking about all the great festivals going on in Italy uh, this August. So if you're not planning on traveling there in the next uh, few weeks, maybe this will inspire you to want to travel there next August. Uh, so we are going to talk about the Festa del Mare, Diano Marina, which is held in Liguria. It holds a festival of the sea with fireworks, which is on August 15th. In Castelli, a village in the Abruzzo region famous for its ceramic, it celebrates August 15th by tossing all the imperfect ceramics from a height, smashing them in dramatic fashion. I think that's funny. It probably may be where we get our Italian custom at my house that on on New Year's Eve, you're supposed to throw out dishes and any cracked dishes and throw them to the ground and make them break. So maybe that's where that tradition came from. The Festa di uh, Candeliari is the festival of the candle in Sassari, Sardinia. It dates back to the 16th century and this exciting festival held on August 14th and 15th. You'll see a race with teams of men bearing huge and very heavy candles. It's a very interesting event to speak seen, I'm sure. Uh, the Palio of Siena is the second round of the famous Palio race in Siena, and it takes place August 16th. The first race is on July 2nd, which is already passed. Ten of Siena's 17 contrade, which is the 17 districts that make up Siena, compete in an exciting bareback horse race around, horse race around Siena's central piazza. The winner gets the Silk Palio, Siena gets very crowded around the time of the Palio, so plan ahead if you're going to go. 
And uh, you can buy tickets online uh, at various uh, ticket outlets and places. So make sure that you get your ticket. Don't just show up. So if you want to see it, you have to plan ahead for that particular uh, event. The Miracle of the White Madonna is celebrated with a torchlight procession in the Logarian seaside village of Porto Venere on August 17th. The La Fuga de Bove, Escape of the Ox, is a three-week festival in Tuscany's town of Montefalco, which we just heard about in our wine pig. That's where it came from, was the Montefalco region. Events included processions in historic costumes, music, food and drink, and competitions among the town's four quarters. Yeah. The La Perdanza, the Pope's pardon, is celebrated August 28th to 29th in the Abruzzo capital of L'Aquila, within two days of profession processions in elaborate historic costumes l'aquila as you know uh was uh partially destroyed by a earthquake several years ago but they have made their way back so check out the la perdonanza uh and as you know there are all these musical festivals uh that we've talked about already but uh, one of the one thing that i want to say uh, is the Venice Film Festival is going to be coming up. The huge international film festival on the Lido starts in late August, and it actually runs through September. And if you happen to be in Venice during that time, you will see a plethora of stars walking around. Uh, there's not many places to hide in Venice, so you will see them, many of them. Um, so check that out. So, and we're going to talk about the Italian holiday, which is a very important holiday for those um, in, uh, in Italy. August 15th is the Ferragosta, or Assumption Day. And like I said, many, many places and businesses and shops will be closed. Some museums will be closed uh, because it's an Italian holiday. And what you can expect to happen uh, is that many people will head to the beach on Ferragosto, so all of the coast is very crowded. Traditionally, it starts the vacation period, like I said, for the Italians. Uh, and so the festivals that you can go to are throughout the country. Uh, some of the, some of the um, ones that you want to go is to Rome's Gran Ballo di Ferrasto, fills Rome's square with live dance performances. There is different types of dance in each square. Um, and the Dina Diano Marina in Liguria holds uh, holds a festival of the sea with a good fireworks display. Uh, the Capel Saltavo, like I said, they have their one as well. Uh, the Siena, um, Siena has the Palio, as I said, uh, but the Girofaco in Calabria sells, ce uh, celebrates the feast day of St. Rocco on August 16th. Now, I mean, as a kid, we had a St. Rocco's church near me, and we always had a huge feast on August 14th, 15th, and 16th uh, of the year. Every year, we celebrated the feast of St. Rocco as well, um, and uh, so it's a very important holiday. It's the Assumption of the Virgin, and uh, it is just definitely a really important holiday for all. And I think that some of the other things that you are going to experience when you are in uh, Italy during August is there are a lot of uh, farmers markets that you may find on the weekends. Um, definitely check out some of these really amazing cultural events because this is what's really going to make you understand the culture 
especially some of these ones that have a lot of the renditions of how they did things back in the medieval times when they were in period costumes and they just show you all of the festivals and all of the traditions that have been handed down for generations. It is a really amazing thing and uh, I think that you will really enjoy going there and seeing it. Um, I think that one of the things that is really uh, fun to do as well is make sure that when you are traveling uh, during the months of August that you end July, August, uh, when it's really hot to remember that a lot of the locations do not have air conditioning. Uh, so keep that in mind when you are booking your hotels or your lodging, make sure you find out if they have air conditioning because you don't want to be going to a hotel that has no air conditioning. It would be awful. Um, and uh, make sure that you really, uh, if you have the opportunity to uh, perhaps get an apartment and stay in an apartment and live like a local that you really indulge in some of the Italian fare that you can get from some of the local markets and uh, the fish markets and the vegetable markets because this is a time of year that some of the best produce coming out of Italy comes out during the summertime. So you should really check on that as well. Um, you know, this is just a, it's a wonderful time to go and explore. This is one of the most amazing times to go and just drive around because of the topography is at its mag most magnificent as far as if you were driving through Tuscany you're going to be able to see some of the most magnificent sunflower fields that are just full of millions of sunflowers and millions of poppy flowers and uh, lavender everywhere it is beautiful so when you see those iconic pictures of Tuscany this is what you're going to see so I think that uh, you will really enjoy going at this time of the, definitely going at this time of the year. Um, and um, the other thing that I want to tell you about as well is uh, there was also, if you happen to be headed towards um, Rome, the latest archaeological excavations um, at the Marmitime prison, have brought to light the oldest virgin of mercy ever found in Rome. Uh, the site will reopen to the public on July 21st after being closed for years. Scholars say that the wall fresco dates back to around the 7th century AD, so you should go definitely check that out if you are going to be in Rome for sure. Um, and also I am going to tell you about, uh, I have an upcoming trip next year that I just found out. and. We are going to be going, I am going to be going to Greece because my cousin is getting married. So during my time of planning my trip, I'm going to be sharing with you all the things that I find out about Greece and where I'm going to. I, it's a island that I've never heard before uh, in Greece. So my family and I are actually uh, all going over, traveling over to Greece for the wedding. Uh, the wedding will be a beachside wedding. And uh, so we're all going to be staying at a villa. Uh, there's two villas. We're going to be all staying there as a family. And uh, we'll be enjoying the wedding. And we're going to be touring throughout Greece. And then after that, as a family, we are all going to be going to Italy, which is very exciting. Uh, there's talk about everybody converging to Rome and checking out Rome. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, and uh, I 
said to my mom that because we're going to be going over there that we want to go to Croatia because I want to go to a tour of the Game of Thrones places where they have filmed there. So I'm super excited about that. That I just found out about like probably within last week, I found out that this uh, wedding was taking place. So I'm super, super excited. So as I plan my trip, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, all of the different things that I'm going to be exploring and seeing while I'm there. And uh, so I do know that I'm going to make it to Athens. I do know that uh, we are going to go to Mykonos and Santorini. Uh, and uh, of course, the Island of Rhodes, which is my named after my home state was named after the Island of Rhodes because uh, it, it uh, reminded the people who who had seen it of the uh, the Island of Rhodes from Greece. So I'm very excited to go there as well. Uh, so that is happening. Um, and also while we were there, <laughs> um, some of I really would like to take even though it's a little sketchy right now, but I would really like to go to Turkey as well since we're right there. And uh, I'm the only person in the family who is agreeing on this position, <laughs> but I would really like to go, even though there's been a little bit of turmoil there, I'm hoping that within a year things kind of get resolved and that I'm able to take a little bit of a jaunt over to some parts of Turkey and uh, maybe go get to explore some of those areas there. So that is exciting for me as well. So get your crap together, Turkey, so I can come visit you because I have dying to go and go into those hot springs that look like you're in a cloud of, I don't know, marshmallow fluff and there's all these hot spring thermal springs that are going on. I think it would be amazing. So I really want to see it. And if I'm going to be literally like right there next to it, I'm dying to go see it. So they better get it together. All right. I hope that you have enjoyed this show and about things going on in, in Italy this August. If it, you can't go this year, make plans to go next year. I'll tell you more about my Greece trip coming up. We'll see you next week on another show. I want to thank my producer. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Thank you for being a part of